Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Sterner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! All right, welcome back in the zone. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and talk to Mr. Sterner. Welcome, Clint. How are you? Fellas, I'm doing good, man. Look, the uh, the Texans were on a bye, so they ultimately won and, and uh, got, got, a, got a W out of our Razorbacks, man. It was a hell of a weekend for me, bud. Yeah, it was, absolutely. Hey, before we dive into the Arkansas game, let me ask you about something. We were having a debate about the goalpost. Tennessee, of course, one against Alabama, tore it down, dragged it out, threw it in the river afterwards, and we started debating whatever happened to the goalpost at Arkansas. I thought you had told me that somehow you got a piece of that thing. Is that true, or am I crazy? No, I, I would like to have a piece of it, but but what I was told was that it was cut up into, you know, like six inch six inch pieces and and either, uh, like auctioned off or, or sold or, um, you know, given away to function or something. Is what I was told. I I don't I never. I never got a piece of it. I would love to have a piece of it, though. Well, you deserve one. You deserve one. Luke, yeah. a lot of other people. I mean, I think everybody on the team ought to get a piece of it. Houston Nut. I mean, I even you asked know, Kevin you, you, you would think, you would it, think if that thing, if that thing was cut up, that we would see it like in pictures of people's hall room stuff. I, I've never seen a piece of it though. Me neither. That's what I, said. I asked Kevin Trainer, and he had no idea. And so you would think if it was cut up and auctioned off and stuff like that, he would have known about it, but he didn't know where it was. Yeah, he would have known. You, you would think he, he would have known. That, that, that's, a, hey, that's the biggest mystery in Arkansas football history right now. Where is the goalpost from 98? I'll I tell you what, it's worth. I guess that was uh, 99. I don't, I don't want nothing yeah. to do with the 98 goalpost, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can throw that one in the river, too. No, I would like to do it, yeah. I think it would be a great documentary, whatever happened to yeah. the goalpost. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to add that to a list of things I'm thinking about. All right, where is the goalpost? All right, let's talk about Arkansas. Um, all right, let's start with the good things. And it was great to see a wide receiver come to life. And I saw you texting, or tweeting rather, at Anthony Lucas on the Sluggo play. Matt Landers had himself a field day, sir. A little hat trick for the wide receiver. Pretty nice. Yeah, man. That, that, I mean, I've been waiting for Matt Landers. Jeez, I tried to speak it into existence for the first five weeks of the season, I think. Um, you know, when you're sitting at 6'5", and you can run the way he runs, and and, 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 you know, he, he's got a lot of shake underneath, you know, underneath routes that, that's impressive in terms of making guys miss, too. So, you know, I, I've been waiting on him to have a breakout game. And, and uh, you know, with the scheme, with their scheme offensively, it's, it's not always geared towards one receiver, um, you know, kind of emerging when they're really trying to spread the football out to, to multiple receivers. So um, it took a while. But, yeah, no, I mean, great big-time, big-time performance by him. Uh, that he ran a sluggo. Me and Luke used to run the old hitch and go. So, uh, but but boy, it looked familiar. Six five wide receiver running on the sideline with about five yards of separation. Mm-hmm. It's easy on the it's easy on the quarterback when that happens, brother. 
Sometimes when they're so open, it's hard to complete it. Ask Iowa State. I don't know if you saw the play. My poor Cyclones had Texas beat. They got a dude seven yards behind a defender to win the game with like two minutes left, and the dude can't come up with it. I was like, man, that makes me yeah. puke. How hard is it to hit a wide open guy? Does that get in your head? Uh, no, I mean, for me it didn't. I mean, I, I was pretty good at not missing. You know, I wasn't real accurate. I wasn't the most accurate, but I had a receiver out there where if I just kept it in bounds, he was going to come down with it. So I got pretty good at not missing. Again, not not sitting here telling folks that I was the most accurate ever, but I, I was pretty damn good at not missing number eight. So, um, no, it, it never it, it never um, it, it never really got in my head. It just when, when that thing when that coach dials it up and, and we execute it, he's wide open. I I just try to stick it in face mask, man. That's that's all. That's all. I don't want I don't want to like not see a safety rolling over the top and give it too much air. I just I try to get it in his hands as quick as I possibly could, and so I was always okay in those situations. So KJ, after a week away, Clint comes back, and obviously he had one of the plays of the year in college football, escaping five Cougars to complete a pass to Trey Knox, and then broke a couple of tackles of his own to get a big gain on a third down play. Give me kind of your thoughts on KJ. I mean, I think we were all expecting a good performance, and obviously he had some magical moments. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I thought I thought that was the best the best game that I've seen KJ Jefferson play. Um, probably the best game that I've seen Kendall Browse call from a perspective of like getting getting guys taking what the defense gives you and then also getting chunk plays that are almost I mean they're not almost they were throwing the ocean type touchdowns or throwing the ocean type chunk games and and then KJ you know a couple of handful of times just did KJ things but you know I thought early in that ball game when when they came out and were throwing the ball more more so than running it, which is probably part of the plan because of KJ's situation. You don't want to necessarily go in there. And I'm just saying this in hindsight. I haven't talked to anybody. I just I know out of the gate they've done a pretty good job this season for the most part of like establishing the run between the tackles. Against A&M they did it. Um, you know, they, they've done it more times than not this year. And it seemed like they were – a little bit more interested in throwing the football around the park early on, which may have had something to do with not wanting to pound KJ's head between the tackles after coming off of a concussion, if, if, if that makes sense. And man, he was he was dialed in. The, the ball he throws to to number two over the middle on kind of like a it was it's a, we call it a bang eight, but it was like a deeper slant that he dropped in the second drive. I mean that was that was as good a ball as KJ thrown. I mean, that was in terms of technically throwing it the right way and, and, and driving it in there and sticking it in his chest and, and, you know, reading the coverage and throwing the right void in the coverage. That was the best ball that I've seen KJ throw in a long time. It seemed like he was dialed in early. And it seemed like KJ had, I mean, uh, uh, Kendall Browns had a pretty good beat on what they were doing defensively. So it was just like, at that point, I, and I told you guys earlier last week, like, if they don't turn the football over, they win this ball game by double digits. No no question about it. I'll be damned if they don't turn it up, turn it over and drop a pass in the first two drives. But, you know, K.J. was dialed in, and, and it was impressive, man, because they were – he had some throws in the ocean, which is always beautiful for a quarterback. But some of the different balls he throws on the move, guys, is, is really, really impressive. So, um, big game by K.J. He'll remember that one for a long time, no question about it. 
He also attacked the middle of the field. You and I discussed that on Friday. They found something, and they kept wearing it out. And, uh, Trey Knox had some big catches over the middle of the field, uh, a, a touchdown catch right there over the middle. What when, when you're attacking the middle, does that open up other things for you? Will that help them in the future? Well, I mean, yeah, anytime you can attack all parts of the field, it'll help them. I, and I like I mean, to your point, Wes, is anything they do in the mid-range pass game is, is really effective, number one, obviously. It's, the most, it's like technically the most difficult throws in pass game to, to execute consistently. Um, and if Arkansas starts doing that, then this offense is just taking the next step, right? Now, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far off of one game because it was BYU. Their their defense was somewhat suspect, and 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 KJ had a hell of a game. But when you start attacking over the middle of the field, when you start attacking in those things like that ball I mentioned earlier, number two dropped early in the ball game. When you're when you're able to do those things, all of a sudden now you're you're a pretty complete offense. I mean, you can run it between the tackles, you can force them to put a safety in the box, and now you got one on one outside. And then if the game dictates that, that they can keep two safeties back, then you can attack the middle of the field as well. So you just become a more complete offense. And I, I think coming into the season, that's where K.J. Jefferson, I think, left a lot to be desired was that over the middle of the field, that progression passing game. And he's come he's come a long way, man. I, I firmly believe this, guys. Like, I, I know it's been a frustrating season because Arkansas got to 3-3. Three and three. It's been a frustrating season because you let them damn Aggies. You let them beat you when they had no business beating you. Um, but really, this, this football team should be sitting with two with two losses right now, the A&M loss and the Bama loss. I think if K.J. Jefferson's healthy, I think the Mississippi State game turns out completely different, and, and we're, all, we're all pretty happy about where Arkansas is at right now. So um, as we look at it, Wes, to your point, is boy, this offense seems to be, with K.J. healthy, it seems to be getting better every single week. You know, with the exception of when you play at Georgia, look, you're going you're gonna to look like hell. <laughs> when you play Alabama, things aren't always going to work out in your favor, and, and it's going to be it could be some tough sledding. But boy, as we talk about opponents that we match up well with, this offense is is, is taking stride. On that note, they got Auburn, Liberty, LSU, Ole Miss, and Missouri. What what any of those games scare you? Well, Ole Miss does. I mean, I, Ole Miss is. I mean, they are they are really well coached. Obviously, playing Kiffin is doing his thing. Um, you know, they're running the football really, really well, and 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 they're playing better defense, I think, than than, than folks expected. Uh, I haven't done a ton of research, and I haven't watched a ton of Ole Miss at this point. They're just highlights, things of that nature. But I, it's a different looking Ole Miss team. Um, personally, I, I I think it's a team that that Arkansas probably matches up a little bit better with, in, in a sense of. Uh, of ground and pound, and, and Arkansas has the ability, I think, to go into a little bit more of a, an attack mode than, than maybe Ole Miss does in terms of proven guys that can put up points and, and put up a lot of points. But um, Ole Miss is the one in that bunch that scares me the most. Um, clearly, I was I was off base and wrong on on um, Brian Kelly at LSU. I, I don't think they're I don't think they're back by any means, but they're a much better football team than I thought they were going to be. I mean, they're going on the road to swamp and winning. So that that one is definitely going to be tough. But, but if I had to pick one, it, it, it's Ole Miss. Here's the thing, though. Here's here's the the, the, the beautiful thing about where Sam, Sam Pittman has this, this program is as a fan base, we should go into those games with the expectations of winning. You know, that that's, that's the beautiful thing. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know how I don't know how it's all going to unfold. I mean, the, the way they're turning the football over to inopportune times and digging holes and things of that nature, you never know what's going to happen. But um, if they don't turn the football over, guys, they ought to go into every one of these ball games with the expectation of we we should expect Sam Pittman to go in there and win those ball games. And, and there's a lot to be said. I know it feels pretty damn good as a, a former Razorback to, to legitimately, gen, genuinely, and sincerely feel feel that way. For the record, Ole Miss, Arkansas is the week after Ole Miss plays Alabama. And if Ole Miss keeps winning, they're going to go into that game, hosting that game against Alabama, knowing if they beat Alabama, they got a really good chance of winning the SEC West. Maybe catching them yeah, off I mean, a, a little absolutely. hangover the next week. You, you know, that's, I think that's a good matchup for, or a good setup for Arkansas. Come on, man! I, I I think it's I think it's going to be a hell of a ball game any way you slice it. But but you ain't never lied, Wes. You know you catch them on either a hangover or catch them beat up or or you know anything anything of that nature. Now Arkansas's got to do something with their defense. I mean that's that's the one thing that that we, I mean because it's not. I understand they've got a lot of guys that are injured. I understand that, but th- th- this defense they tried to play man. They tried to play zone. They can't cover me. I mean it is. It's it's scary what's going on in that secondary, and I don't believe it's just because of the injuries. Now the injuries are a problem, right? But um, man, I mean, it, it is just it is they they get that for that offense in the first half to consistently get in fourth and eight, and they got number three matched up man to man somehow. Like I, that, those, those kind of things are are scheme issues that Barry Odom's got to get figured out. Like on a fourth and eight, we we can't we can't allow. We can't allow them to throw a go route one on one with these corners. Now, if you had your, you know, if you had the corners that I think Sam Pittman thought he had when the season started, then it's different. But um, you know, I, I think there's room for some improvement. I know a lot of people lean on those injuries, and they are a problem, no doubt about it. But they're not a problem that should result in in the, the overall product being as bad as it is right now defensively. So, and I only say that to say that I think there's room for improvement with the guys that are on the field. I think there's some serious room for improvement. And Barry Odom, I don't know what the hell he did defensively in the second half, but he made some adjustments and slowed them down enough for, for Arkansas to separate. But, boy, they, they've got to get something right on that defense, man. There's, yeah. there's, uh, there's more than just an injury problem there. Yeah, well, you know, they started out in the three-man front. We were talking about that earlier in the second half, and they were just getting shredded out of the game. Give BYU credit. They obviously were counting the numbers, and they had advantages, and they took advantage, and then – uh, Arkansas did have some success with the four-man front. Bumper Pool talked about that after the game, and he was, you know, kind of felt like that gave their identity back. But you know, if you got a team that's, I don't know, it's it's just if you're getting, if you're giving up everything, you know, it's like take something away. And if you just cannot take away the pass, no matter what you do defensively, you might as well stack it up there. <laughs> At least try to stop the run, right? Yeah. I don't know. It sucks, but maybe when they get more yeah, healthy on the back, it'll one, be less one terrible. Or, one or the other. The interesting, the the, the interesting thing, though, Justin is. is like if if you got to go four three, you got to take the run away, right? And then right. we talked we talked on Hogs Plus on our halftime show with Tony Boo about this. Like it it doesn't matter because you know at that point in time, okay, now you're gonna you're gonna get into some advantage. Okay, now the ball's got to come out quick because you're loading the line of scrimmage and they're and they're pressuring. The ball's gonna come out quick. Well, well, guys aren't playing like tech, like from a technique perspective. Guys aren't. It, it's not matching up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Like Tony Bull was talking about, like play play soft with your eyes inside, and when the ball comes out, attack downhill, and you either you either get a, you either get a pass break up, or you just you knock the guy's head off one way or the other. Imagine Tony Bull talking about that, but 
Like it just doesn't seem like when they're pressuring that guys are guys are in the right spot. You know, you know it's going to be some kind of man to man. It's like like last week. It was, no, what, it was Alabama, I think. You know, I think it was Alabama. But but you you got a a, a, a receiver in the slot to the quarterback's left, and the DB is playing outside technique with no help inside. So they just give they give you the, the slot little slot H post thing. And the guy catches it and goes sixty yards, and you're just like that. I mean, it doesn't that doesn't add up? It doesn't yeah. jive with with the front that was being played. So get those kind of things right, and I think Arkansas could could put a, a much better product on the field defensively with the guys that are out there. We got to run, Clint. I appreciate. It. I want to talk some NFL on Friday with you before we uh, hit the weekend for sure. But I appreciate the time today, and thanks to. Motorsports Authority, msastore.com, for the time today. We'll talk to you on Friday. You got it, brother. Y'all be good. Go home. Thank you.